0: Hold on to your rainbows and join me, Lizzie Lesbiana, for a weekly dose of LGBTQ news, talk, and entertainment. I'll be interviewing artists, activists, bosses, entrepreneurs, creators, and other movers and shakers in our community. Remember, if it sounds gay, you know I'm in. (laughs) Hello, lovelies, and welcome back to The People's Lesbian. It's your girl Liz, aka Lizzy Lesbiana, and I'm back with another episode. For this week's episode, I decided to bring y'all back another author. Everyone let me know how much they enjoyed my last guest. Which was Cree is a lesbian was also an author on my show Because it has such a positive response from having Cree on I decided to bring on another author that I really like And I really want to share with you all And this author is Shana A And I'm going to go ahead and read her bio And then we are going to get into the interview So Shana's bio starts I'm a Chicago lesbian erotic author and poet I'm a versatile writer. My genre varies from love, motivation, erotic poems, songs, and short stories. I have an urban exotic style to my poetry, which is my uniqueness. I want my writings to influence people to read more poetry and be able to relate, feel, and visualize my words. I'm here to share my vibes with the world through my writings and make songs for upcoming artists. I hope you enjoy reading my work and the many things I have in store. High vibrations. Most of my writings are posted on my Instagram page at lesbian.erotic.poetry and posted daily on my blog. So that was the very modest bio from this amazing writer, Shayna A. So I'm going to just jump right into it and let you guys hear the interview that we did, and I hope you all love it. So thank you so much for having me on, Liz. I've I've been waiting to do this interview with you, and I'm so happy that (laughs) um, you gave me this opportunity. So I am Shana A., author, poet, and um, I have two books out, Passions of Love and my new book, Purple Flames. Um, I actually started writing with not much expectations. I started writing just to really get back in the groove of things of writing because I wasn't writing for so long and I knew that I already wanted to write books so I started the lesbian erotic poetry poetry on Instagram for me to get back in the groove of writing start my poetry again and just go with the flow from there and that's what helped me into getting back into wanting to write books so that's how I started it wasn't really much like I said expectations I didn't Think that the page would grow like that. And I didn't think that I would even become known like that. So that is how Shana A got started. And I'm just overwhelmed with all of the love and support that I've been getting. That's great. And the best part is, is I definitely found you. I found you because you did an interview on another podcast. Yeah, with Ellen Bennett. Uh-huh. And I found you, and I was like, ooh, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ooh, who's this? And so then I went on Instagram and then I found you, and I was just like, okay, like, I'm gonna get you next. (laughs) Oh, wow. I did not even know. I'll be wondering how people find me because I'm so laid back and I'm not like a popular person um, That that's, you know, by my preference. So I just be shocked when people find me from all these places and I'll be like, where did they find me at? Where did they, you know? So thank you for sharing that with me because I did not know. And then when I saw your page and I started listening to your podcast, I'm like, wow, she wants to interview me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's so funny because I tell all my guests this, like... Like, I'm like, I start following people. I'm like, okay, they're next, they're next. <laughs> 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 I just have to. Yes. Like, there are some people who don't even know they're going to be guests, but I just have to manifest it and assume that they will be. So I definitely knew I wanted to. But yes. Um, and when I came back from my hiatus, I was like, yeah, you were the first person that I reached out to to have an interview for the new year. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Liz. I really appreciate it. I'm so honored. <laughs> no problem. Um, so like so like you just mentioned, you said that when you started writing and you started the Instagram page, it was more of mm-hmm. an outlet for you and a way for you to get your your writing back out there. Yes. So Absolutely. my question for you, is there anything that you find challenging in your writing now currently? So I wouldn't say not ne- not necessarily in my writing is there a challenge. What I would say the challenge is, is people thinking everything I write is about me or my current feelings. And that creates judgment. Like most of my writings are outline forms for stories. So when I post my poetry, it's out of order. And sometimes it can seem like a contradiction for people who think everything I'm writing is reference to my current feelings. I have like a pattern and I use the poetry to keep my audience engaged while I'm writing books and other things. Now, most of my poetry are my feelings or past feelings, but a lot of the poems go with a story and it's not all told. And so uh, when most people read that, they just get a little bit thrown off by, you know, what I'm writing. But, you know, one day, I could be writing about how I'm in love. And the next day, I could be writing that I'm single and happy. So the biggest challenge with me is the judgment that I get sometimes, which I totally have learned to block out now. And I laugh at I laugh at it at times because I know they have no idea what I'm doing, but it's still a challenge. And I just know that if they read the book, then it would all come together for them, what I'm doing. I think... <laughs> It's funny that you bring that up because, like you said, I think that in the online space, it's so easy for people to pass judgment and just have all these preconceived notions. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And that that has been very challenging. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, well, where are you? You know, like they have to understand that this is a form of expression. Right. And essentially Mm -hmm. you're an artist. Right. So exactly. just because you're expressing yourself doesn't mean that it's you. It could be you right now. It could have been you 10 years yep. ago. It could exactly. be somebody you, you dreamt about and wrote, you know? Exactly. And, and it's actually a combination of that. Like all of my poetry is a combination of fiction, non-fictional, and just situations in my imagination. Things that I just thought about and I just went with the flow with it. Yeah, I love I love leaving people like, confused like dazed and confused because mm-hmm. there's so many things that i think are really not that serious and exactly i'm literally an, i am literally an open book right so for the most part you can ask me a question and I'm, and I'm gonna answer it but people still love to i'm like i have a whole podcast i'm not necessarily shy to speak um <laughs> but people always <laughs> make the assumption of oh this or that or i don't know people are so weird but i definitely can relate to what you're saying when you're saying people are always just like oh like is she in love? Is she not in love? It's. I'm sure it's very interesting from your point of view. Oh yeah, I lead them always in suspense. they be wanting to know what the hell is next. So, <laughs> that's, I, I, you, if you guys only knew like the the laughs that I'd be getting behind it, like I'd be like, oh, I just know they all over the place with this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Keep them guessing. Though, keep them guessing. Yes, absolutely. So my next question for you is uh, where's your favorite place to write? So I actually have a zen room, and it's a room that's filled with my energy. I'm a very spiritual person. Um, it has a purple ambiance, of course, because that's my color, that's my aura. Um, purple is my calm. is is It's just what feels good to me. So the my zen room is my sanctuary where I feel most secure. No one goes in that room. It's peaceful. It's 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 my meditation room, and when I go in that room, I shut every out out i shut the whole world out i just focus on me i meditate and then i just write and i just let my pen just go with the flow whatever i feel the need to express whatever my heart is aching for or whatever circumstance i may have had that day i'm also like a visual writer so if i saw some images that day i may get that idea i, I just let my mind speak to me when i go on my zen room that sounds amazing. Like, I wish I could have a Zen room. Well, first of all, I live in New York. So to have a okay. secret room to do Zen oh, in York, yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I already know. I already know about the New York complication. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't have as much space. So I just have a little corner with my yoga mat. But I guess that's better than nothing. Um, mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, zen room sounds It is, but it, you, you know what? Your sanctuary doesn't have to necessarily be a private room. It could be your bedroom. You know, it you whatever your home should be your sanctuary. To be honest, it should be your outlet out of the world, and you can make that your zero room, just your home in general, and just turn that into your your space and keep the energy in there good. I stage like crazy. I meditate like crazy. So that's that's just my space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think like it's also having like you you just you said it perfectly. It's having a mindset that any space can literally be that Zen space, you know, and it's important absolutely. to have it and to carve it out, you know, especially yep. being a creative. Like you, you need, you need time <laughs> to reflect. Yes. And figure out what you want to put out to the world. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Do you remember the first story that you ever wrote? You know what? I do. Um, first, I, I do actually, because you know what? Writing is natural for me. So the first story I wrote was about me and two friends who grew up in, in Englewood on the south side of Chicago. I don't know if you know much about the Chicago, but Englewood was one of the roughest areas on the south side, still is today. And so I would write about these adventures. Me and my friends would go on because we used to walk back then, like, back then it wasn't we didn't have the money or didn't want to use the little money we had to get on buses trains wasn't no uber or lift so we walked everywhere we would we would just go on venture walks all through the neighborhood and so i would write about all these things and make up things that i saw and do and i was like maybe 12 years old and i would write about the community on on the south side things we did as a community like block parties building clubhouses things like that and i would even like i said make up stuff to go along with it, in my I, I was I had a wild imagination when I was a kid, and um, I would write about like future things that happen, like violence in the community that I didn't go through, but I knew was going on. And unfortunately, those things came to you know just even came more to life as I went back and read that diary because I actually still have it. So um, I'm actually going to revamp that story to a whole novel, no poetry. It's going to be just a novel and it's going to be, of course, much more deeper than what I was doing as a kid. But um, that should be coming out later this year. But yeah, that was my first story, just writing about everyday adventures I used to go on in Chicago. So it it seems, so like you said, this is something that has been very natural for you, is what it sounds like to me. Right. Right. It's just like, you've just always had this. I mean, I think that's great. I would love to be an author. Like when I, when I was growing up, I thought I was going to be an author. <laughs> really? I Well, you should know it. Yes, do it. My, like little notebook. And I would write all these like, because I thought, I always thought, um, I always felt like I was a very random person. And at times it made me feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't talk as much or maybe I shouldn't be as loud or, you know, kind of trying to like water myself down. Uh, And then I kind of realized that I'm just a random person. And it's either like you like it or you don't. Right. Yeah. You you know what? The thing about being a writer, you can't focus on somebody not liking your work because that will always make you question your writing. You have to get the mindset that what you write is what you like and you don't care what nobody else thinks. That's the key. Once you get that, you're going to write, you're going to flow and you're just going to put it out there. Say, say that again for our um, inspiring writers. Yeah, when when you when you pretty much as a writer, you cannot focus on people liking your stuff because there's always going to be judgment. Mm-hmm. You got to know there's always going to be people who could treat you and who could say she should have did this, she should have did that. So once you tune out that judgment and you just say listen i'm doing this for me you do it for yourself you you kind of grow like a shield where you don't even care about what other people think you just put that writing out there and then it, it, it's going to flow because it's going to feel more natural that you're writing what you feel is right, right? readers want to read what they what you feel they want to read what seems natural for you you know so that i think that that's what every writer should have as a mindset is to not care what other people think because the minute you start caring about what other people think you're going to question your creativity and then that's not going to be genuine your creativity is going to be based off other people other people think that's one big rule of mine I'm not ever going to let anyone critique my creativity to affect what I do because then when I start doing that that's going to change everything and I want my creativity to consume me you know what I'm saying. I want it to be soulful. So uh, that's 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 the best thing that I could tell for other writers, not to focus on what people think. And I know it's it's definitely easier said than done. But oh, yeah, yes. Like I appreciate you sharing that and saying that. And even when it came to me, I'm um, doing the podcast, right? I was just like, oh, like the first podcast. I, oh my goodness, my first episode. I just let it sit there. I was like, I can't believe I sound like that. Like that's my voice. I'm like, who is yeah. that? Is that Liz? Like <laughs> Yes. Yes, I know the feeling, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 very challenging. Uh, but once you and once you did it that first time, it became more and more comfortable for you, right? Yeah. You just got to keep you got to just have to keep going absolutely you got to keep going and you got to just keep in your head like look you're doing this for you think of it as you're doing it for you when you think of it that you're doing it for you then it's easier for you to tone out other people Mm. yeah Mm. that might be the clip i'm about to use to promote this episode by the way (laughs) yeah there you go there you go (laughs) Just tune out other people but um Yes, I think like that I definitely have wanted to touch base with you on that and say like what would you say for somebody who would want to get started or maybe somebody who is um perhaps sitting on on work or even another project, right? Cuz I I feel like what you just said is very transferable, you know. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. But I think so, that's, yeah, that's really good advice. And how long have you been writing now? So, I mean, I, I as I said, I write I was I started writing as a kid, but also, for aspiring writers, I want to share this story. You know, I was fighting writer's block and I, and editing and fighting writer's block is the most challenging for writers. So I had a writer's block for years and it left me with a book that I couldn't complete, Passions of Love. It was like something was missing from my life and it halted my writing. I was in a 13-year relationship with my previous girlfriend that was way overdue, and I ended up meeting a woman towards the end of that relationship, and I fell in love with her practically at first sight. But because I wasn't happy with myself and the situation at that time, I wasn't myself, and... I, it, it cost me to lose her. However, that loss sparked the flame of emotions that started my writing. I had so many confused, suppressed feelings that I said, I'm going to fight this writer's block. And that's what made me start the page, too. I just started writing every day, just whatever. I didn't care what it was. I was like, I'm going to write every day and I'm going to get my writing back and I'm going to get back into it. So this was in 20, this was June, 2020, right when COVID started, because I had the time on my hands since I was working from home, I had the time to pretty much just write. And so I devoted myself and I challenged myself to come public. Write my feelings out, get my writing back. So I post it every day and, and build up my fan base. And uh, before I knew it, <laughs> I started my book and I have finished it. So my story was complete. wasn't complete until I met this special person, and she added the fuel to dormanted flames, kind of like it was destiny. So that's that's pretty much what I would share to other writers too. You have to find. What motivates you? What, what's going to keep you going? Because writer's block is no joke. It's very serious for uh, writers to get in a point where they can't think of anything to write about or what they write about don't make sense to them. And the key to get past that is actually to keep writing even when it don't make sense. See, writer's block is really nothing but something mentally like holding you back and it's making you judge what you're writing because you write every day. Even though I had writer's block, I was in college and school writing book reports and putting term papers. So I could write these essays, term papers, but I couldn't write the emotional part to complete my book that was blocked off. And that was blocked off because I still wasn't comfortable with myself. I still had challenges that I was battling within myself that it wouldn't allow me to complete my book. And so meeting this person, meeting this girl kind of just like she added the fuel to me to get me going again and that's what started that's what started the whole page that's what started all my passion and writing and got me going again and it broke the writer's block just writing every day and then eventually before you know it i was like that i was back writing how i usually write my imagination was stirred up everything was just going back the way it should be pretty much yeah, it's, um, it's definitely interesting how you mentioned, you know, the pandemic and how you use that that extra time or I guess more free time to the mm-hmm. writing and to do those things. And the whole reason I, I started the podcast was also during the pandemic. Yeah. And- OK, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I also felt it. like we needed to put I just felt like. When the pandemic started and everything happening, you know, in the current state of like politics and in the US, I just felt mm-hmm. like we needed more of a place to connect. And oh yeah. Oh, I found yeah. there was just so many people who didn't know what I felt, um, what I felt would be basic. So even like pronouns, right? Like I've had people ask me, like, what's they them? Mm-hmm. I had people asking me like, so how long have you been a lesbian? Um, and instead of me, um, Feeling in some kind of way, I took it as an opportunity to be like, if I can educate and bring more people together, why not? You know, like, I would rather me break it down and share it back out to help mm-hmm. other people. At least they're willing to even ask these questions. I think that's also progress, right? Because maybe 10 or 15 oh, years yeah. ago, nobody would have been asked me, was they, them pronouns? Exactly. Exactly. So I took it as a step, like, okay, like, people are asking me these questions about the community what can I do on a broader scale? What can I do for community members? I'm like, there needs to be a space. I want to create a platform. Anybody in the community that's doing something, I want to be able to share it out. And I want them pe- those people to share it out to other people and let you know and uplift my community members as well. So it's definitely interesting that you mentioned how the pandemic, you know, really did that shift for you because it definitely did for me too. Oh yeah. We got to find the negative out of the positive. And like I like I know a lot of people who who don't feel loved and who don't know how to get past heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And that was another reason why I focus a lot on love because I feel like it's already so much hate in this world. I just want to bring love back into it. I want people to know, like when they're going through these, through, through love and all this pain and things that they don't understand. I felt like if I, tell my story I can help other people other lesbians go through that because a lot of people bottle things in they suppress feelings and you know that I I got a lot of comments saying man I've been through what you've been through and that has helped me so I figure like this you could either soak in your pain or you can make something great out of it and I refuse to sit Sobbing and, and and feeling sorry for myself, so I I rather write about it, help somebody else, and also help myself get over the the situation by talking about it. So that was my main goal. That was the main thing that I wanted to do. I didn't want to just be doing nothing with this pain, holding on to these feelings, and they don't do anything. It does. It it has to be a purpose for it. I feel like everything is a purpose. Whether it's good or bad, everything in life has a purpose. So you got to find that that positive out of that negative. Yes, I I definitely, definitely agree. Like, you just hit the head on the nail for me. I feel the same exact way. Like, I know, (laughs) I always say I know it's outrageous, (laughs) but I really would like everyone to get along, and I know that that's not going to happen. So Mm I try my best to help people get along or to, like, learn more and just be more comfortable, right? Like, I love the fact that, I mean, I appreciate all my listeners, but I love the fact that I have... um, you know, basically, like, cis, straight people telling me, like, I didn't even know all these terms. And I had someone oh, wow. like, I was actually watching Netflix, and I realized everybody was straight. And I said, well, damn, I do that all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I watched yeah, so and everybody was straight. And I never realized that until now. And it's just, like, so crazy how, like, I'm saying, like, doing these, like, 10, 15, 20-minute episodes can educate so many people, and also, mm-hmm. also raise awareness. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm doing something here. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely, sis. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so one of my um, last questions for you before we get into a reading or two from you okay? is okay. Um, what do your fans mean to you? Well, you know, Liz, I don't, I don't look at myself as being famous, to be honest, or anything. So I consider myself... You know I don't, yeah, I don't consider myself, like, famous or none. I, I still look at myself as a laid-back girl that's private. So, I don't consider myself having fans. I just look at them as supporters. I, you know, and I appreciate my supporters so much because they have been, uh they've added motivation for me to keep going. I try to return love and support as much as I possibly can. You know, I've seen... Where some writers sometimes don't even take the time to respond to people who show them love and support. So I made it my mm-hmm. obligation to respond to everybody no matter how tiring it can be if they can't if, the, if they could take the time to read my work and comment and inbox me I'll take the time to respond back and um, that's just how grateful I am and I probably wouldn't have done a second book without my supporters to be honest with you so I am very 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 grateful for them because it was beyond my expectations I never would have thought that I would have had a following like this or for people to even tell me I'm a big fan of yours and i i still be like um a fan i just look at it as supporter I, I i just don't feel that like i'm famous enough to say i got fans you know i just don't feel that way it's <laughs> it's cr- like i don't know like i said because i already had in my mind that you were coming on and all this stuff and i'm you know i downloaded purple flames and i went straight to the random post part and started reading and i'm like okay okay and i'm like i see all your reviews on amazon they're It's like it's funny to hear you say, "Oh, I'm just a laid back person." I'm like, "Wait, have you read this?" Of course, you read it because you wrote it. Um, yeah. but it's very interesting <laughs> to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's weird. I, you know what? I was popular in high school and grammar school, so it was just natural for people. It seemed like people always gravitated to me. It was like something about my energy, even good good and bad, gravitated to me. So. I'm just used to people liking me. And a lot of times that's why I also stay away because you can also have the wrong type of people trying to, you know, come come into your life. So that's, I'm, I'm just, it just doesn't mean too much to me like that. It's like, I'm just doing this for the LGBT community, for writing, for myself. I don't look at it as like trying to do this for fame or anything like that, because I would do all of this if I didn't have a fan base. My goal was to write for me. And to also help other people who may have went through some of the fil- the things that I've been through, it was never to do it for fame. I never had that in my mind at all when I started this. Wow, that is. That is amazing. Like, I just love, like, your approach and how, like you said, you're just, like, laid back. I'm like, yeah, I'm just writing a few books here. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. But I love how laid back you are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Like, I always do. Like, people told me that in high school. Like, you don't even know how dope you is. And I'd be like, what's the time? Like, I'm the girl who don't know, like, I'm. this is me. I'm the girl who probably don't realize how dope I am. And I'm I'm not trying to toot my horn right now, but I'm just saying I've had so many people be like, you so cool, you so raw, and I'm the one who don't think of that. I don't think that way. I just think I'm like a normal, laid back person. That's always been my mentality, and I think that that's why when people get to know me, those people love me so much. You know, because they 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 realize that I'm not a person out here trying to do things to fit in. I'm not I'm not gonna be that person to do things to fit in. I'm gonna be me, and whether you like it or not, that's just who Shayna A is. <laughs> Same. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, I like I've definitely gotten to that point too where I'm just like, look, this is it. So you're either with it or you're not. Like I'm a random person and I can definitely mm-hmm. be serious when it's time to be serious. I can have fun when it's time to be fun. And I always felt like there was like so many different parts of me. And I felt like, oh, like, am I the right person to, to be relaying this message? And I kind of turned it around and was like, well, why wouldn't I be the right person to relay this message? Right. And I'm gonna do it. And if you know, you decide to listen, you do. If you don't, you don't, you know, but I gotta Yeah, like if you listen, you do, you don't, you don't. And then I'm just like, wow, like y'all really, y'all listening. (laughs) <laughs> exactly that's why that's how I kind of was like I couldn't believe like really y'all vibing with me so let me keep on doing it you know it was like I used it as motivation I didn't use it as thinking that I was all that, or you know trying to think that now I'm better than anybody I, I never had that type of mentality ever right but yes definitely the the support definitely Uh, Keeps all, I I can safely say, keeps all creatives going. The support keeps all creatives going. So I completely understand. (laughs) Yes. So I don't have any other questions for you. But was there anything else you wanted to say before you do your readings for us? Um, You know, I just, I just, I pretty much didn't have much to say you know, other than like it, just for other writers and, and people who do follow me, always get to know me like I, I'm an open book, but I'm also closed mm-hmm. off, too. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't come to me. You know, don't judge me, because honestly, I notice everyone who prejudged me has always been wrong. Every single one has been wrong. And just let me surprise you because uh, I'm probably not what you think I am. So that that's all I was saying. For writers to just keep on writing, like I said, don't let... Anyone try to tear you down? Don't let anyone try to judge your work. You, you write for you, and when you write for you, that's what's gonna make other people appreciate your work. So that's pretty much all I have. Uh, other than that, you can check out my new book, *Purple Flames*. *Purple Flames* will tell you a beautiful um, love story. It's filled with an emotional roller coaster of of what, how life is. Because love, we sometimes we get in our mind that love is supposed to be just like a fairy tale when it really if you think about it, fairy tales come with problems, and at the end, it just ended good. So love comes with a lot of different things, and that's what I showcased in this book. And if you read it, and you'll understand how my poetry go about, you'll understand why one day I'm writing about love, why one day I hate this person, why one day I'm single and happy. So the book would kind of tell you and explains to you a better way of my por- how my poetry goes. So that's the only thing that I would say about that. You You have to check out my books because my books tell the story between the lines of poetry. And so with that being said, I do have a poem that is like a brief summary of the emotional roller coaster of feelings from Purple Flames, and this these two poems that I'm going to read. The first one is called Motions, Motion of Emotions, and I just recently published this. And then I'm also going to do a sensual poem, which is called um, Silhouette Dance. I also just recently published that, so I'll go ahead and start that if you're ready for me. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So, motion of emotions. I loved you with and without expectations, seeking only your love and approval. Every wave crashed against my wrath, questioning. Still in high waters, I was your passion, brewing purple flames, nights of ecstasy we didn't take with the swallow of pride. I love could have been great. An inferno form of love and mistakes. Simplicity could have lifted the load off my heart. Yet you let our love die hard. I loved you boldly in a world that don't accept our love. Fantasize the warmth of your breath against mine. Your touch melting my heart down to my thighs. Heating my essence while watching the sun rise. I turn and you're still not next to me. Hope and one day you'll feel me tasting the meal I've been saving for you to feast of me. Every day my heart spoke words of a truth unfolding, not allowing fear to silence me. Until that day, I felt that you didn't love me. You can't heal my heart's void from loving you. I healed myself in my own truth. It was time I made a choice. I chose me. Allowing my heart to burn, letting the love die in ashes. Reality hit me with boulders awakened out of daydreams, showing me how love should be. Soaked in true feelings, accepted the challenge, embracing the fears. I waited and waited. Our love scorched. The tide came in, unblinding me, showing me love that was right in front of me. Real love begins to eternity. She has the love you couldn't give me. So that's Motion with Emotions and now I'm gonna do Silhouette Dance. Visible in your twilight. I am the sultry light dancing in the esoteric background to the tune of your hands caressing the petals of my stem. My body sings to your beats, drumming to the tune of our fermented passion. Your radiation stimulating the eroticism of my nature, watering my exotic soul. I await as my silhouette dance and sensual dreams, stretching my temple to a a salacious spread for you to dig deep, corsetting my roots for new growth between me and you. So those are my poems that I recently published today that's going to be featured in other things that I got coming later. So it it makes sense to everybody. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much. I love, I mean, I love reading. So I just love like being like, I'm the first one to hear this. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, I, 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 You're the first, I didn't do the readings for them. I posted these on my page just, just this week, but I, people wanted me to do the reading for these two, but I didn't do the reading. Uh, Sometimes, you know, I'd be stubborn. They'd be wanting me to do more uh, vocal readings, but I'd be stubborn. It's like, if I ain't feeling it, you can't force me to do it. I have to feel it, you know, to do it. So, you know, I, I just said, they, since people told me that those were two that they would have wanted to hear me do, I said, okay, I'll wait. And I'll read it for Liz on, because I figured she was probably going to want me to do a reading. So I said, I'll wait and I'll do it for Liz on her show. But yeah, it, everything for me, it has to, it's soulful. It's a vibe. It can't be um, somebody else wanting me to do something. I have to want to do it and feel it or it won't be right. That's just how I feel. Right, right. No, I I definitely appreciate it. And the beauty you know, of a podcast is that you can just keep sharing it and sharing it and sharing it. <laughs> hmm Mm-hmm. you can just keep sharing and sharing it you know if you're not in the mood um, when you're absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well, thank you so so much for coming on before I let you go I know you just talked about one of your books but I know that you have more than one so just let mm-hmm. us know your other book how we can find you and how we could best support you Yes. So um, Passions of Love is, um, I did a, I took a unique approach. I wrote my biography first on purpose so my truth could be told and then I could let it die. So Passions of Love is actually my biography. It's parts of my life. Um, that I went through And I wrote that book To give people awareness of who I am And also self-discovery And my journey and everything Things that I went through And I wanted to put that out first Because the person who I am today Is completely different So that's why I I chose to do a biography first um, Now Purple Flames um, is my new book Who is showcased Even though it's fictional it's, It has non-fictional references of me So I, t- I told some very personal feelings and things about myself in that book. And you can find both books on Amazon. Uh, Both books are also on Apple iBooks, Barnes and Nobles. I have the uh, paperbacks. I have hard copies and also the uh, eBooks that are in Kindle and Apple iBooks. So you, you can definitely go to my website, www.lesbianeroticpoetry.net and you'll see all of the links to my books. Um, You can also just Google it and everything. And then my page that I post my poetry on every day is my um, lesbian.eroticpoetry.net. Dot poetry page so you can go there and follow and you can kind of keep an idea of my writing styles, the direction that I'm going through, new things that I'm going to be doing. Um, I, I don't post as much as I used to on the page, but I still post weekly some poetry and things like that. And I also do my Greatness for Greatness interviews live on IG where I interview lesbian writers and authors. Um, that's something that I just started just so we can get More So people can know more uh, lesbian writers and authors because I think a lot of us is very, very underrated. And we deserve the same support and the same love um, for our work. So that's what made me start Greatness with Greatness. And I've already done two interviews so far. So I'll be doing um, one every month. Um, That's the goal. So definitely follow me on Instagram at lesbian.erotic.com poetry. And Liz, I thank you so much for considering me for this interview. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you. No, I appreciate you. I'm the lucky one here. (laughs) <laughs> we both lucky sis. we both lucky we both doing this it's, it's just an honor to even be known because I swear if you knew me before I was so closed off in private like I would not have agreed to do this so I'm thankful for you being your energy allowing me to do it and just thankful for everything so thank you and I you are most welcome anytime you want anything from me just let me know thank you so much you keep being great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of this week's episode. If you're interested and want to find out more, if you want to know more about me, you can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, TikTok at Lizzie Lesbiana. You can also find me on Twitter at The People's Lesbian. And you can also support me one time or monthly on Patreon at The People's Lesbian. Again, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I cannot wait for what season two is going to look like. And I appreciate and love you all so much. Until next time, bye.